before dawn, milk cows work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, we're going to start off uh, with, I have a couple of, the show's going to be a little different today, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but um, we are going to be talking about uh, global supply chains and certain things that are going on in China. Uh, that seems to be kind of an important issue. And uh, and then we're going to also take a look at the Arizona Maricopa County audit, the azaudit.org. And then I have a whole bunch of tweets I wanted to catch up on. Um, I haven't been spending too much time over on Twitter. It's just so boring these days. It's flat. You know, most of the conservative minds have been silenced and uh, the conservative voices have been silenced. And I'm banned on Facebook, so I can't communicate with just about anybody. When I uh, do a show, I don't even promote it on social media anymore. There's no place for me to, to promote it. Just like our, you know, our pre- beloved President Trump uh, has no voice on social media. He's been silenced across the board. You know, this is what happens in Gestapo-like communism. You know, this Gestapo-like communism where they just do nothing but lie to you. It's, it's how you get someone like Hunter Biden to now become a pro- pro- professor over at Tulane University, for example. And he's going to be covering fake news. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. He's going to be a professor at Tulane. One's got to take a look at Tulane and figure out where their head is. What the heck is going on in Tulane? for them to be taking on Hunter Biden as a professor to discuss and to talk about fake news in the American press. There's nothing more fake about the news than the fact that they silenced about a thousand different uh, nude photographs of Hunter Biden on crack with minors snorting cocaine. And they buried all that. They buried it all. Those photos weren't lying to you. 
They were real photos. Nobody's ever debunked them. And when asked the question, Hunter Biden, was that your laptop? That's like journalism 101 failure when they should have asked, are those you, are, are, is that you in those photos? Did you take photos like that? Should we be concerned about the President of the United States having a son like you with a crack problem? They didn't ask any of those questions. They basically said, is that your laptop? Could that be your laptop? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know whether I was at that place or not. And, and frankly, I don't even know if that's my computer. But how about the images that are on that computer? Is that you? You know, it's uh, terrible that we live in a world where people like that can actually get to the forefront. So Terry just wrote in, he says, over 3 million on Gab, Cloud Hub has great base. Forget Facebook and Twitter, of course. Yeah, I like Gab. The problem is, I tried to contact their tech support because I can't log into my account. I think it's Scott Adams' show is the one. And uh, I can't even get access to it. I forgot the password or something happened. I had signed up. I was an early adopter of Gab. But then I didn't do much with it. And then when I went back on to, to go and get it, go, do something with it, I couldn't log on and... I don't know if it was a mistake on their end or on my end or whatever, but I only have like four or five passwords I could possibly choose from. And I knew every variation. And I'm pretty tech savvy, so I don't quite understand what happened with that, but it really kind of threw me for a loop. I don't want to be Scott Adams' show too, you know. That's no way to go. So it says here, Breaking live stream video Maricopa County, Arizona audit update. Tens of thousands shy of 100,000 ballots inspected so far. Uh, that sounds like a low number to me. I, I don't quite get that. So live stream video Maricopa County, Arizona audit update. Former Secretary of State Ken Bennett announced a moment ago that tens of thousands shy of 100,000 ballots have been inspected. The election workers are inspecting the paper with ultraviolet light. The leftist media is in attack mode. They did not let up on Ken Bennett's nonstop media attacks. So it says Maricopa County judge did not issue a restraining order today. The audit continues. The Arizona's attorney general has brushed away the state's top election officials call for an investigation into possible irregularities in a legislative chamber newly begun audit of 2020 election results from the state's most populous county. Democratic Secretary of State Katie Hobbs on April 23rd cited media reports of security lapses at the audit site and the auditor's plans to question Maricopa County voters at their homes, but Republican Attorney General Mark Brnovich Later Friday said Hobbs provided no facts to warrant an investigation. Valid complaints will be investigated, Branovich wrote Hobbs in a letter. Any such complaints, however, must be based on credible facts and not conjecture of politics. 
So I don't know if 100,000, I was trying to get to the bottom of that to figure out if 100,000 is a good number or bad number. But I like the approach. I like the, um, the ultraviolet approach because that seems to me, you know, we've been hearing about these watermarks and different uh, things like that to see if the paper is authentic. Because it's my contention that a lot of this stuff wasn't even sent out. Well, in Arizona and Nevada in particular, there was a lot of people that weren't even citizens of Nevada that were voting. So you wonder how they even got these ballots. They're just barcoded and sent through scanners. Report, USA Today allowed Stacey Abrams to edit column on Georgia boycotts that made her look bad. Marjorie Taylor Greene to headline pro-police black the blue rally this Saturday in Columbus the day after funeral of Makia Bryant. These are some of the headlines. I want to read some of the uh, Twitter uh, tweets that are going to queue up today's uh, show. Because uh, there's a few tweet Twitter accounts I follow pretty closely. I follow uh, the Bradford File. I follow Cat Turd. I follow Cassandra Fairbanks, who writes for um, the Gateway Pundit. Turning Point and Charlie Kirk, good sources to follow. And he's got a couple of uh, audio clips. There's also some Tucker Carl audio, audio clips. Uh, and and also some other things that we're going to be playing today. So Steve Cortez is someone else that I follow quite a bit. So we're going to start with just some of these tweets and cue them up, and then we're going to talk about them today. Peel the onion, so to speak. So Steve Cortez, well, let's go back a little further. Steve Cortez writes, I don't think this poll means that what Cato thinks it means. 77% of Americans want little to no immigration. That's the real takeaway. So Cato Press says only 9% of Americans want zero immigration into the United States today. Instead of 91% welcome, instead 91% welcome immigration, including 68% who favor a low level and 23% who prefer a high level of immigration. So, yeah, the way they spin that is to suggest that 91% overwhelmingly support immigration. Now, I think we've gone way too far with regard to multiculturalism and multi, uh, well, multiculturalism, we'll leave it at that, which you're getting through refugee programs, through, um, through immigration. But the biggest problem with immigration and, and where I think the liberals have never listened to the conservatives on this. Uh, and I know this for a fact because I, I get into debates with my liberal friends all the time. And no matter how many times I tell them, I support what Trump supports. As soon as I say that, they, they close their ears. I support the America First immigration plan. Which means that we got to look at what the job availability is. What, how, you know, how many unemployed middle class manufacturing jobs, uh, workers are there? And how many of those middle class 
uh, workers need a job first, America first. But in addition to that, then, you throttle your immigration. And what Trump always said, and what he never gets credited for, and I think it's just a, a doggone shame, is that he said, I want a big, beautiful wall with a big, beautiful door. That's all he ever said. What does a big, beautiful door mean to you? What does a big, beautiful door mean? It means that we want as many immigrants as necessary. Because, you know, one of the uh, chief arguments on the left that I think is a very good argument, actually, for the liberals. And that is, who's going to pay for our seniors? Like, for example, when China sets their, uh, sets their policy to where a family can only have one child, and if you actually have two children, you're going to be castracized. You're going to be taking a pill that's going to neutralize your ability to have children. They're going to force you to do it. They're already engineering their military soldiers. And they're doing a whole bunch of other inhumane things. Yet they're on the humane panel at the United Nations because, of course, the United Nations is a bunch of madmen wrapped up in nice suits. They're a bunch of crazy morons over at the United Nations. A bunch of third world thugs over at the United Nations. And a bunch of aristocratic elitists over at the United Nations who somehow think they're better than everybody else at the United Nations, at the World Trade, at the WHO, at the CDC, within our ivory towers, in our Ivy League schools. I can go on. These pompous idiots think they're so smart, but they couldn't run a company. Those who teach, (laughs) teach Jim. (laughs) You know, those who can't do, teach. And those who can't teach, teach Jim. I remember that from School of Rock. It's funny. Doesn't always apply. Teachers are great people. Um, But what I want to say is the big, beautiful door. You could set that at 500,000 a year, a million a year. You could set that at any number you want in terms of immigration. But it's got to be legal. We don't want their worst. We don't. We want their best. We don't want their crime. We don't want their COVID. We don't want their disease. We want their best. We want to actually get people as if we're recruiting for a a winning team. We need. If you're a football team and you need a couple of wide receivers, you don't go out and get a couple of tackles or guards. When you're already fortified with guards and tackles, no, you go out and you get the best receivers in the number one draft round. If you're talking about the NFL draft, which is, I think, coming up this weekend or somewhere in that neighborhood. A lot of college kids are going to be disappearing from uh, college, the college ranks into the NFL. But the idea is you get what you need. If we need more science, then we need more science. If we need more nurses, if we need more manufacturing, if we need, what do we need? What do we need? So we look at the big, beautiful golden door, 
and we set a number, 500,000, not 500,000 criminals, 500,000 good people, 500,000 of this, 500,000 of that. Probably want to look at gender, too. You don't want to have all males or all females. You want a a healthy population growth. You want to somehow build families. There is a uh, thing I reported years ago on that Steve Cortez just posted out today. And it was kind of interesting because I thought, wow, that's interesting. He's just reporting it today, Steve Cortez. I reported this on the Scott Adams Show three, four years ago. And what it was, what it is, and Steve Cortez writes this out. He tweets this. He says, Hungry offers generous cash incentives to marry couples who have children, and it's working. See 20 years of fertility stats, births per woman rising dramatically. Now, I remember what I, what I had reported was something I had read, and I thought, wow, this sort of goes against my conservative view on things because I don't like quota systems and I don't like mandates and I don't like government intrusion. So I'm, I'm sort of minimalist government, right? And this, this really did run against my own philosophy when I first read it a few years ago. I read about it. And I was in Budapest in 2018 for the, um, for the United States wrestling team. Um, I, I mean, I was just a, a fan. I was in Italy, and I took a little hopper over to Budapest, stayed there for a few days to watch the American wrestling team compete against Russia and Iran, and it was great. I had a great time. Shared some photos on my social media at the time. Leonora was with me. And... Um, so we went over there and we had a good time, but shortly thereafter, you know, I was talking to some people about their politics and about their new government and things like that, and they have a more conservative government than you would think. And what was interesting about it was that they were going to give $35,000 to a married couple that ha- uh, uh, on behalf of their first child. And I said, wow, that sounds like a socialist program to me. And perhaps it is. But there are some programs that if you peel back the onion and you look at it from layer to layer, not such a bad idea. Because you've got to figure that that child, that family is going to get some help, number one. They got the help that they wanted. And next thing you know, there, there's an incentive for them to raise that child as a Hungarian and as a nationalist. That child's going to grow up, and they're going to spend well over $35,000 in lifelong taxes, maybe a million dollars in taxes. So that's a $35,000 investment that's going to turn, turn around, and it's going, to, it's going to bring back huge dividends for the government. It's also going to create a family unit and an incentive to raise a child within that country and build their population to help their elderly. One of the big liberal uh, arguments that that, uh, they make about immigration is they're going to be brought in, they're going to be given amnesty, they're going to be given a job. Next thing you know, they're going to be paying into the tax system that's going to help 
finance the elderly in our country, the Medicaid and all these different programs that the elderly have earned, that they're entitled to. They're not entitlement programs. They're entitled to those programs that they've already paid into. But somehow, through mismanagement and terrible government leadership, we've ruined a lot of these programs. So Terry wrote in again. Terry said, <laughs> our phone system's down. And I got to tell you, um, it's been today, I think it's been three weeks Three weeks since I've had my surgery um, where I had my uh, gallbladder removed. It was very, very painful. Um, I think it's been three weeks now. In any case, I, I was in pain before that. I was in serious pain. I had a 10-millimeter gallstone, and it was terrible. And I was doing a show in pain. Believe me, I was dizzy with pain. <laughs> so if I did a couple of bad shows during that time, of course, it had a good excuse. But... Um, our phone system's been down because the people that I don't know what happened to it but our phone system I think is still down and I haven't even bothered to check recently but I will tell you that um, we're working on a new solution to a phone problem and uh, we're going to continue to use the 215 Top Talk we just have to port the number over to another system and i think the system's going to be better than ever it's going to include chat and some other things but we got terry a truck driver from arkansas who's called in in the past he says remember even heaven has walls and gates and a tight immigration policy (laughs) narrow is path left trying to destroy our manifest destiny and turn america into a destitute wasteland of course That's the only way they can control it. Like I've been saying for years and years, and I can't say it enough, the only way you can have socialism is if you you destroy the middle class. See, it's the strong, working, vibrant, independent thinking middle class. If you have that, you basically don't control that voter block. You don't. You control it with performance. Lord knows they don't want to perform. They want to take. They don't want to earn their stripes. They don't want to earn their paycheck. They would, They just want to steal it. You know, if they spent more time working on issues and doing things the right way, they would be. They would be probably further ahead than if they. If they. Um. Then. Then instead of spending all their time figuring out how to trick the system. You know, there's so many criminals where if they just take a look back and they think about all the time they've wasted trying to figure out how to steal from somebody and put that mindset to good use and figure out a good product to sell on the, on the market, chances are they would be further ahead. It's, it's actually the reason why it is that when you take a look have people that make the right decisions, the people that make the good decisions in life. It doesn't take any more time and effort, but if you just sit back and you just listen and you just think and you think about the right things to do, what's the right thing to do, and you do it, 
chances are you're going to be further ahead. Let's take a listen to Charlie Kirk, for example. This is a good example of this. Let's take a listen. I want you to acknowledge this. I don't know if you do or not. That, like, for example, you asked why black people aren't, like, the, the, the reason why there's not as many black people in uh, universities is because they're not applying. But then we have to see as, like, why, why are they not applying? So I feel like they lack, like, minorities in this country lack a lot of resources. Like, it's definitely possible. Like, we've seen it happen. Like, I mean, that's why I'm here, right? But it's not as easy as it is for, like, you know, some white people. And I just want that, like, acknowledgement because it seems as though it's, like, we're saying everybody starts off at the same pace and there's no... I, I love... So, so she's talking about white privilege there. Okay. And it's not a... She's not a black woman. She's, a, I think, a Latino. But uh, let's take a listen to what Charlie Kirk has to say. Your question. I'm really glad you're here. Can I ask you three quick questions? You graduated high school, right? You don't yet have a kid, I'm guessing? Okay. And do you have a job of some sort? Okay, so you, based on those three great choices, are nearly guaranteed to not live in poverty in America. That has nothing to do with skin color. That has nothing to do with racism. You are a person of color that has overcome what you believe to be a systemic racist environment by making good choices. You are an example of why America is the greatest country in the history of the world. Brilliant, right? Simple. Exactly what we're talking about. Just doing things right. Not doing things illegal. Getting back to the big door, the big, beautiful door, the big, beautiful wall, big, beautiful door. You got to go through the rules, right? You got to go through steps. And there are people waiting in line. And as soon as you allow the floodgates to open and people to violate the trust of that line, the whole line breaks down. And everybody is just anarchy at that point. Coming through every porous opening in the border, figuring they're going to be Granted a, uh, a quick path to amnesty. Why bother getting an attorney at this point? Think about the attorneys that spent all their time in school trying to figure out a good business, only to have some moron like Joe Biden destroy it with four years in office. Hopefully he doesn't even get that. And then you have the left that wants to somehow own this lie You have the left that wants to own the lie. They want to own this lie. They want to control the narrative. And they control it by isolating people out, by trying to create this this idea that they that the whole notion of of equality belongs to them. That somehow the their opponent, their political foe, meaning the conservatives. Their political foe is basically um, not with them when it comes to simple things like, you know, uh, white supremacy is bad, black supremacy is bad, you know, these types of things that, that we, uh, we should endorse equality across the board. The biggest problem I've ever had about affirmative action and reparations and all these different favor, favorable things for one skin color over another, the quota-based systems, is, is that until you stop looking at skin color and quota-based systems and start looking at things that really matter, which is whether or not you're a citizen or not, but the liberals got it ass backwards, really. They, they got it absolutely upside down on its head. Here's another Charlie Kirk piece that I think is worth listening to. He's approaching these people that have 
white supremacists. He was going to a campus, and incidentally, he was going to go to a church this week, and they sh- they th- uh, Antifa in it was in Oregon. Antifa threatened to burn the church down, so they had to cancel the meeting. So he has been silenced to share his point of view. Now here he wants to take a photograph with protesters of his presence on their campus because they they want to try to tell people that Charlie Kirk is a racist when, in fact, Charlie Kirk is the farthest thing from being a racist. But here we go. Hello, everybody. Are your signs directed towards us? The signs say white supremacy um, and you know, different things about racism and stuff like that. A bunch of libtards sitting on the grass at their university trying to act like they have a hold, a lock on equality. But they're doing exactly the same thing that the racists would do, which is to isolate people from joining and uniting with them on a cause so blindly basic as as, uh, equality. Absolutely not. Okay, I appreciate that, because we agree with your signs. So we just wanted to clear that up. So we're going to take a picture agreeing with your sign, because I think it's white supremacy is evil. I actually don't want pictures with my sign. Okay, well, I can stand right here, which is what I'm going to do. All right. So is it towards us, or? No. That's up for your discretion. Do you think I'm a racist? Don't say anything. Do you think I'm a racist? Don't do it. Don't say anything. Not worth it. Okay. So would a racist put on a black leadership summit? Is that what racists do? Can I not take a picture with your sign? No. I mean, you're on a public university. This is my property. Okay. So I can't stand next to your property? It's very tolerant of you. How does one resist hate if you don't have people join you in resisting hate? You're making her uncomfortable. That's the issue. Yeah, so let's reject white... Only you guys can reject white supremacy. That's right. It's unbelievable. I hope you attend the event. I would consider that to be in the unlikely category at this moment. But uh, you guys have a right to express your mind. So, Can I take a picture next to your sign? Thank you. You're a hero. I want to unite to end racism. We agree. That's nice. Why can't I take a picture of your sign? It's my sign. Turn it around. Yeah. You can't have Charlie ever be seen denouncing racism. Do you think I'm a racist? You denounce racism, so do it. I do, I do denounce racism, okay, yes. Great. Can I take a picture of your sign? Why can't I take a picture of your sign? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you guys take pictures but, of us but, all day. Hold on. So your sign says unite against racism, right? I'll take your silence as agreement. So in order to unite against racism, wouldn't that mean that I should be able to take a picture with your sign? Wouldn't that be logical? Aren't you dividing against racism right now? So you're not even actually practicing your own sign? Good talk. Do that again. (laughs) You see, that's the point, right? They're just trying to, they're playing games, right? That's what they do. They play games. They play games. So let's uh, take a listen to uh, something else. We're going to move on. That's multiculturalism. That's immigration. That's a lot of things that are going on right now with respect to... uh, open borders and some other problems that we're dealing with right now with a radically out-of-touch regime. There's another uh, narrative that's going on today where uh, there's talk about why it is that 
Joe Biden is not taking the chopper, uh, not walking across the lawn to the White House. He's going from the chopper to a car and then from the car to the door to avoid the press corps from shouting questions out at him, which is kind of stupid. There's also George W. Bush on the march. So Steve Cortez, he writes this. Well, let's let's go back just a little bit here. I don't want to miss. Uh, I don't want to miss um, this uh, point here as well. There's a lot of talk about John Kerry and his um, John Kerry and his um, betrayal of America Trust. I I actually wrote something out yesterday after the show, and it was about John McCain and uh, and John Kerry. You know, they're basically two peas in a pod, really, when you think about it. Um, They both betrayed America. They both betrayed America. All right, so we're going to get into talking a little bit about our civil liberties, and we're going to also talk about the masks, and it's going to lend, lend itself to some other things that we're going to be talking about today. But it says here, says new Iran's foreign minister says John Kerry told him about Israeli covert operations in Syria. The U.S. has designated Iran as a state sponsor of terrorism since 1984. Well, then you have basically um, John Kerry denying the obvious, but I, I actually put John Kerry and John McCain into the same, you know, heap pile. I also want to talk about um, the masks. Uh, There's a new report that came out about masks and how all the cities that are doing terrible are all radically left cities. But first, I want to listen to Dana White talking about what happened over the weekend in Florida and how great it was for mask wearing. And not only that, but um, uh, that... uh, that people had a choice. See, that's the key. Let's take a listen. Everybody was good, and we did it again. You it's know? Dana White. It's time, to, it's time to get back to normal, you know? And I know a lot of you guys in the media don't feel exactly the way I do about a lot of things, uh, but you, you can't deny it felt pretty fucking good to be in Florida this week oh, sorry about and, the and be normal. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. And when I saw people wear a mask, I didn't say anything to people wearing masks. When people saw people that weren't wearing masks, nobody said anything to people that weren't wearing masks. Everybody's just doing their things. You know what? People seem like they're a lot happier down here in Florida than they are in some of these other fucking states. You know what I mean? I'm really sorry about the language. I listened to that three times. I didn't hear the, that word, but uh, I apologize for that. Everybody's doing their thing down here and, and, and living their life, and that's the way it's supposed to be. So it felt good to be here. It felt good to have, um, uh, you know, the mayor, the governor, and all these people working with us to put on a safe event and uh, for people to come out and have fun. It was, it was awesome. Now, you know, what, what we want to do is we'll move all over Florida and, you know, do a lot of different cities in Florida um, to repay uh, the governor of this state for, for, for uh, everything he's done for us. It's amazing what you don't hear sometimes just when you're listening to somebody, someone making a message. And I didn't hear the curse word there. But uh, in any case, you get the point, you know, that uh, 
I, I think that a lot of these vaccine manda- ma- mask mandates and things are just absolutely absurd. And that's going to be another part of, of our show today is what we're going to be covering here is um, in just a moment, we're going to get to this story. It says, what's the real story of Tesla in China? That's going to be our final story that we're going to be covering today. But, um, uh, and then also just as a news report, the Kremlin says Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin will meet this summer. Um, and then, and then I want to get to some of these little quick tid- tidbits. Um, all right, so here we go. I was just uh, queuing this up. The New York Times, secret recording of Iranian foreign minister re- reveals John Kerry told him about Israeli strikes in Syria. And then Greenwald says, CNN's news report, report new reporter, Natasha Bertrand, who's a Trump hater, and, and was wrong about everything related to the Russian hoax, is, is deranged conspiracy theorist and scandal-plagued CIA propagandist, Nastasia Bertrand. She has no business in journalism. She's a real loser. Emerald Robinson writes, Why isn't there a forensic audit of 2020 ballots going on in every state controlled by the GOP? Why? Steve Cortez, he writes, George W. Bush's art project sponsors... He uses his terrible paintings to secure fawning media coverage as he castigates our movement and advocates for de facto open borders. Unsurprisingly, among W benefactors, giant corporations like Conoco and oligarchs like Mark Zuckerberg. That should tell you everything you want to know. Amity Schles writes, Many Americans don't want to take off their masks. That's the shocker. Wasn't shocked, was not shocked by the existence of a new virus. Continue to be shocked by the response. And I've been talking about that all week because uh, after my surgery, I started getting out. I hadn't been out in 10 days. And I went for a walk and I just couldn't get over how many people were wearing a mask. It was worse than I had ever seen it. In Arlington, where we're, we're, I mean, I just couldn't get over it. People were walking by themselves with a mask on outdoors in the sunshine. And this is after most people have a vaccine. There's a whole vaccine center in my building. People are getting vaccines. I don't have one, but I just, I, I can't get over this complicit compliance. I understand that the liberals want to be sheep because they just like to be scratched on their back and fed. You know, they like to be pat on the head by their government. But I'm telling you, man, it's, it's just the absolute most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. That's why so many people are in love with this Kim Mulkey, the LSU women's hoops coach. Bravo to her, Steve Cortez says when she says this. Well, I'm going to take this damn mask off. Because I have a lot to say. So she's the basketball coach for LSU. And she's taking her mask off. And people loved it. People loved that. President Trump's roast Liz Cheney 
I'm guessing he affected a Mr. T voice as he dictated the warmongering full part. So President Trump says this. Liz Cheney is polling so low in Wyoming and has so little support, even from the Wyoming Republican Party, that she is looking for a way out of her congressional race. Based on all polling, there is no way she can win. She'll either be yet another lobbyist or maybe embarrass her family by running for president in order to save face. This warmongering fool wants to stay in the Middle East and Afghanistan for another 19 years, but doesn't consider the big picture, Russia and China, who are merging together now to create their own NATO buster, in a sense. But think about that. Now, we talked about Liz Cheney earlier in the week. I'm telling you, the Scott Adams Show has been ahead of this news. We've been reporting to you about these things for a while. I uh, just the other day mentioned Liz Cheney's whole ploy about running for office is designed to save face because she's not going to win in 2022. And I tweeted this out a couple of days ago. She's not going to win in 2022. And we're going to see to it. MAGAPAC.org, BugleCall.org, what we do on this show, the Scott Adams Show, over at scottadamshow.com. We're all about every single show, everything we do is to fulfill that America first agenda to make America great again. And we are, this isn't propaganda, by the way, it's, it's what we believe in our hearts. And there's so many dynamics to it because there's competing viewpoints and there's, there's chess being played. There's a lot of infighting right now. You know, when we talk about what's going on in Orlando with, with Trump not being invited to be a keynote speaker there, and for them to be pushing someone like Frank Luntz, right? That's absurd to me. And that needs to be called out. People need to know that that's happening. It's those little things that are absolutely important. That, and it's the reason why we talk about them. To create awareness for it. Phil Kirpin writes, Imposing restrictions on children for the benefit of adults was always unethical. Continue, continuing it, when vaccinations are available to all adults, is monstrous. Steve Cortez writes, the seven worst states in America for COVID hospitalization all have mask mandates. So the seven worst states in America for COVID hospitalization all have mask mandates. Also, all voted for Biden. So we got... The average, the U.S. overall average currently hospitalized for COVID per 100,000 is 13. 13. Michigan's at 36. District of Columbia's at 24. Maryland's at 23. Pennsylvania's at 22. New Jersey's at 21. New York's at 20. And Delaware's at 19. Now, go figure that, right? Think about that. Who's doing it right? Who's doing it wrong, folks? These masks aren't working. I think it's a bunch of baloney. Especially when you can sit down and not wear a mask and stand up and have to wear a mask. It's crazy stuff. 
Steve Cortez writes, I don't think this poll means what, oh, well, we already read that one. Okay, so so basically that one. But I, I am going to be getting to a quote. I'm working my way up my uh, Twitter. And I'm going to be getting to a quote from Tucker Carlson about Frank Luntz and, you know, Frank Luntz's role within the Republican Party right now. He hated Trump, by the way. Rick Grinnell wrote, why is Joe Biden not walking from Marine One to the White House? Pool report. President Biden, accompanied by Jill Biden, stepped off the helicopter two minutes later and with a wave to the assembled pool, moved to the waiting SUV for the short ride up to the White House. Will Chamberlain writes, if Kevin McCarthy will not remove Liz Cheney from leadership, he himself needs to go. And I agree. You can't just ha- you can't just be passive. You got to lead with with a lot more gumption than what he's leading with. Steve Cortez says, unless it's Halloween, kids should never wear masks. Think about it. They're making kids ruin their health by wearing masks to protect the adults. Who's protect- Who's supposed to protect who in this world? Isn't it that the, the adults are supposed to protect the children? But somehow they got the children working for them on their behalf? These union teachers are doing this to their children. Emerald Robinson writes, 20, 20 retired generals in France have warned Macron's government in an open letter that France is on the verge of civil war due to Islamification. Again, multiculturalism is failing. The globalists think multiculturalism is great so long as it's not in their picket fence so long as it's not on their acres of land, so long as it's not in their neighborhood, so long as it's in your neighborhood, so long as it's in the neighborhoods in the southern part of Texas, the open borders are just fine for the globalists. But as soon as it starts to impact their neck of the woods, they put a stop to it. They got guns, they got fences, they got walls. The Oscars kicked the homeless people out, put a fence around the thing and, you know, Stephen Miller writes, breaking, America First Legal has just, uh, this is kind of important, America First Legal has just filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration for illegally excluding Americans from receiving farm aid based upon their race. AFL believes in equal rights, dignity, and treatment under law and embraces the eternal vision of Martin Luther King. So basically what that's about is Um, To help stop the unlawful discrimination and defend uh, equality under law, visit America First Legal. AFLegal.org. Check them out. Now, I'll tell you why that's important, because uh, they've, uh, the Biden administration, trying to, you know, borrow from Peter to pay Paul, you could always depend on Paul's support. They basically sold out white farmers for black farmers. It's just as bad as if you sold out black farmers for white farmers. Bill Melgren wrote, News, new, it's official. With, with over 1.6 million verified signatures collected, the California Secretary of State announces the recall effort of Governor Newsom has qualified to go on the ballot later this year. And I want to get to a point where... Um, uh, I want to get. To, I want to. I want you to all to be able to listen to two two clips before we run out of time. Earlier today, the CDC made an important announcement. Starting today, 
if you're fully vaccinated and you're outdoors, you need, and not in a big crowd, you no longer need to wear a mask. Wow. I want to be absolutely clear. If you're in a crowd, like a stadium or at a conference or a concert, you still need to wear a mask. <laughs> that was a cat turd uh, funny uh, thing. This other uh, cartoon says, I got vaccinated, but if you get vaccinated, my vaccination will work gooder. So what's that about, right? If, uh, if you get vaccinated, just like I've been saying, my can response when, when I need it is going to be, if someone says, hey, put your mask on, I'm going to say, do masks even work? And they're going to be like, of course they work. And I'm going to be like, then you're fine. Just get out of my face. All right, let's take a listen to Tucker Carlson, what he has to say here. And then this is not the clip I want to play. Uh, this is another clip from Tucker. But there's, a, there's one where he's speaking uh, up at a podium. And I want to play that one before we go. One editorial note, by the way, before we continue, this show, in the interest of accuracy, will cease referring to the White House or anything associated with it, the entire executive branch of government, as the, quote, Biden administration. And the reason we're changing is not to make a statement, but merely to reflect reality. Joe Biden, whatever his merits as a human being, has no active role in running the U.S. government. Everyone knows that. Everyone pretends otherwise. But it's true. And so henceforth, we will refer to it as the administration, the White House, the Kamala Harris administration, the third and far more radical Obama administration, this group of people that Susan Rice seems to be in control of, or whatever, something precise and accurate. But no longer we refer to it as the Biden administration because it's not. <laughs> that was uh, pretty, pretty good stuff. So uh, Charlie Kirk writes these, and then we're going to get to a Tucker clip where he's giving a speech. In case you needed more proof that college is a waste of time and money, here it is. Hunter Biden is joining the faculty at Tulane to teach a class on fake news. Hunter Biden should be in jail, not teaching or influencing the future of America. Charlie Kirk writes, This is your daily reminder that San Francisco recorded more deaths from drug overdoses last year than Chinese coronavirus. Thank God they closed churches, locked down the city, and lectured healthy Americans about following the science really worked for, out well for them. Charlie Kirk writes, really shouldn't have have to say this, but you don't need the government's permission to go outside without a mask. And Charlie Kirk writes, the activist mob is again descending. Uh, let's see. The activist mob is again descending on Tucker Carlson for saying last night what the CD said today. If you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask outside. Looking forward to the media outlets that attacked Tucker's character, issuing retractions and apologies this afternoon. All right, so I want to get to uh, one more thing uh, with regard to Tucker. And um, all right, see, I can't find it right now. Let's see. I'll find it. Um, Yeah, I'm still looking for it. All right. Oh, here it is. There it is. I knew it was close by. So Steve Cortez writes, keen insights from Tucker Carlson on the folly of the GOP listening to establishment experts like Frank Luntz. Appeal to traditionally non-Republican voters with traditionally non-Republican positions like economic populist nationalism. This is where MAGAPAC and Bugle Call are going to be so important leading into 2022 because they're trying to ruin our country. These rhinos, these Republicans in name only. Rhinos, R-I-N-O, 
Okay, let's take a listen. What's so interesting is if you talk to the Republicans on the Hill, which I try not to do, but whenever I do, and they're up there with their pollsters, I'm not going to name names, Frank Luntz, and all the rest, <laughs> and the pollsters are telling them, you've got this huge problem because your party's too white and the country's becoming less white and you need to win these new... Well, it's obviously true, right? It's just a math question. And you need to appeal to Hispanic voters, for example. How do you do that? There's only one way to do that. And let's get way more liberal on immigration. Open up the borders. You will win Hispanic votes if you do that. Morons. What they never do is look at the second order polling, which is Hispanic voters are not for open borders, actually, at all. And it's patronizing. Indeed, it's probably a species of racism to assume that they are. You know what they're really for? Way more than white voters, even? Getting to raise your own kids. Do they get to do that? No, they can't, because they can't afford it. Same with African-American voters. So it never occurs to the geniuses on the Hill, if you're making a play for non-traditional Republican votes, maybe you should take a non-traditional Republican position on something, and why wouldn't it be a pro-family position in favor of raising your own children? <clears throat> why wouldn't you do that? How hard is that? Does that make sense? It makes sense to me, doesn't it? It doesn't make sense to me. I hope it makes sense to you as well. Um... We didn't have a lot of time to get to this next story, but I will tell you this. Um, it says here, what's the real story of Tesla in China? What's really going on for Tesla in China? Global supply chains remain fragile as the Chinese flex their muscles and national buying power. That may prove problematic for Western firms and especially Tesla, but also it raises questions about investment imperatives on China growth versus flatline in the West. So beware of the sleeping dragon for when she stirs, the earth shall shake. The morning, uh, this morning, what's really going on in Tesla, with Tesla? So Tesla was warned by China uh, about their customer service and different things in China, and they bowed to China pressure. But tomorrow, um, we are going to be hitting this particular subject more head on um, I actually wanted to read up more about this subject before I got knee-deep into it. So tomorrow I'll be more prepared about this particular subject, Ch- uh, it's about Chinese supply chains. Um, and we're going to be talking about that tomorrow, among other things. So with that, uh, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for our podcasts and our news stories and our blogs. And uh, also be sure to check out buglecall.org and magapack.org for our nonprofit arm uh, and our mission for trying to make America great again uh, by pushing America first policies. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. Mounds getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.